Hello, hello, what's up, what's up? This is episode four of Builder versus Buyer. What to expect when you're building a production build. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening. I'm excited to get here. Um, with this series, this might be a little bit um, surface level, um, just literally scratching the surface of what um, we could dig into here. Um, but I, as I mentioned in episode one, I don't know everything. So um, the deeper areas, the stuff that I want to get to that is really intricate and detailed, I'm actually reaching out to some friends, partners in the industry that um, really have cut their teeth doing this stuff. Um, so yeah, the the things I don't feel qualified in, I'm, I'm reaching out for you guys. to, And I've got some awesome stuff coming, awesome stuff lined up. So please stay tuned. Okay, as far as production builds go. There's a lot of stigma that goes with this. I've heard them called production builders, cookie cutters, tracked housing. Honestly, I don't I don't agree with the sentiment that they're they're all bad, they're all horrible. Um you need to stay away from them. That's that's what I feel um from people buying in in the industry and I personally don't agree with it. I think with anything there are some doing it poorly, some doing it better. Um some doing it really really good. And here's the reality, guys. If you are a homeowner in America, odds are highest that you live in some sort of production house. Um, my wife and I, we live in the Twin Cities area here, and the neighborhood we're in is a production neighborhood for 3M employees. They were all built in the 50s and 60s, I believe. And it's the same, same four or two ranch plans over and over and over. And even going back to like the Sears catalog home, a lot of what we associate with that like classic Americana look was um, a home that people bought from the Sears catalog. So there, this does have a big history in in American housing, and it's it's very popular. Um, so my goal here, I know I'm not going to be the person to stop production housing in America. That's for somebody else. My goal here is to just help as I said again in episode one, to help builders and buyers be better. So quick recap, how to identify if you're working with a production builder. It might be a little tricky. No salesperson is going to admit like, hey, we are a production builder. We build track housing. So it, it gets a little tricky. I, I would say typically what I see is this. They build more than 50 per year. Most of the, the publicly traded or national companies that you see in the home building industry are usually production builders. And then um, the biggest giveaway is they have preset plan and plan options. They take a tract of land. That's where the phrase tract housing comes from. They take a tract of land, develop it. The lot size is all the same so they can fit their two or four or eight floor plans in that community and sell out that community without those specific plans. I'll transition to to how I would pick. If I, if I know I want to build a production build, and we'll get into why you would want to build a production build versus others, but um, how I would pick is pick a builder that wants to build what you want to build. So for some reason in this industry, builders have a hard time saying no to clients. I, I get it. It's There's a potential sale there, and especially with production builders, you're working with a sales agent who's earning a commission if you sign. Um, so they don't want to say no to you. They want to say yes and earn that sale. There's a lot of money on the line for them if they do. But what that means is 
um, they might say yes to something that's a little bit outside their wheelhouse, outside their process that you, the client wanted and you, you thought you wanted and the builder's telling you, yes, you can do it. Um, but it ends up being a, a headache, a problem. A thing I see a lot is selections and features. I want this, this screen and porch to look exactly like this picture that you provide the builder. But then you look at their screen and porch and they construct it completely differently. Now, in that moment, the builder may say, yeah, sure, we can do it. Well, the sales agent may say, yeah, sure, we can do it. But there is a, their tradespeople, their site superintendent, there's a, a bunch of training that needs to go in to those people to do a consistent feature a new way. And it's ripe for mistakes, problems, issues, delays. So again, I would say pick a builder that when you see their model home, you see their pictures online, like this is what my I want my home to look like. I think that's the, the best way to do it. Second, I would say for how to pick a production builder, take a long time analyzing the options they put in front of you. Um, there's no, there's with production builders, there's typically like no back room, quote unquote, like um, things they have that are available to, if you ask the right questions, like usually they have all their options or best foot forward in front of you because they have the biggest budgets for marketing teams, um, all that sort of thing. And lastly, I'd say the, the strengths of a production build, typically they have the lowest price, the fastest schedule, and yes, the options are more limited, but they're they're also easier. If you, if you don't wanna really, dig in to every single and you just have some presets that a designer pre-designed um and you're happy with what they're putting in front of you great like that's that's less stress um so i'll transition now to what to expect when you're building during the build i would have the highest expectations for documentation and process getting back to they've got the biggest budget they've got a marketing team typically so they should have things printed in front of you that you can say that this is the process. These are our change order fees, yada, yada. As far as communication goes, you'll only usually talk to three people, your salesperson, your selection coordinator, and your site superintendent. Typically what I see best practice is sales salesperson is the point person. So again, I would make sure you like them. You're going to be dealing with them for six to eight months depending on how build your how long your build is and your selections and all that fun stuff um selections it's typically one to two meetings they they are concise it's not it's not the what you see on hgtv and um going to the you know awesome design studio some design studios are awesome don't get me wrong but they're they're much more streamlined. Um, you will have tight deadlines on selections. Uh, they, a production builder really wants to get into their schedule and wants to, wants to produce your house. Um, some may have preset packages. So this could be the flooring, the cabinet color, and the countertops. Um, you can't pick and choose. They've got five packages. They've got one that has more... Um, taupe tones one that has more gray tones so be aware of that as your good question to ask your sales agent as you're signing contract what what you'll be dealing with in those 
Um, and then lastly, they have, um, they will have and hold their change order fees. Uh, when you're doing selections, think of those selections as final. Try as best as you can to get your best foot forward and decide everything in that selection window that they give you. Um, during the build, the schedule. Production builders, they, they make their margin on producing your house in a timely manner. So they work so hard to carve days out of the schedule. Like one day is a huge win if they can carve that out of the schedule. Um, so the schedule in theory should be, should be tight. It should be, um, pretty dialed in. Most of the planning and ordering is done pre-dig. So, um, once your selections are made, that's why selections are final. That's why they are so serious about change order fees. They're ordering them. They are, um, coordinating all that scheduling. So the windows line, the windows arrive roughly around the same time the window installer arrives. There's a, there's a lot of coordination that goes into that. And so that's why those builders hold that so tightly. They will also have limited site visits. If you're a type of person that wants to walk through your home every single day to see the progress, you may get a nice site superintendent that allows you to do that. Legally, they will say they can't allow you to do that, but you might get lucky. I would go into it assuming you're only going to get to see the house in the preset times they have for you. So typically, it's after framing around when the electricals go in that most builders like to do an electrical walk just to confirm, do you like where all the switches are? Do you need any extra outlets? Things like that. Um, and then you'll do some sort of final walk transition to from your site superintendent to your warranty coordinator toward the end, you know, pre-close punch list walk. I've heard it called a bunch of things, but there's not a lot of times where you're going to be allowed to see your house per the builder. And then also with the schedule, they will be really strict because of their schedule, because they're, they're so tight and dialed in. They'll be really strict on things like my brother is an HVAC contractor. Can I use him on this house? They will most likely say no to that. Um, if that's a must for you in the build, I would pick a semi-custom custom builder. Um, they they say no because they can't guarantee your brother's schedule, your brother's time frame, um, your brother's pricing. They don't want to give up their own pricing on what they're getting for the HVAC contractor. It's, it's just messy. Um, so if that's a must on your build, you might want to look elsewhere. The last section I want to talk about in the expectation section is warranty. Um, most states will have some sort of 10-year structural warranty as a, as a law required per builders. The state I'm in, Minnesota, the law is a one-year warranty on um, materials and workmanship, two-year warranty on mechanicals, so your HVAC, your electrical, and plumbing, and then 10-year warranty on structure. So some builders brag about this like it's a special thing. This is actually law. They're, they're required to do it. If they go above and beyond that. That's awesome. What you can expect from the process standpoint, they typically have a 60 day walk and then an 11th or 12 month walk. Um, so those are the 60 day walk will be to address minor things and the 11 or 12 month. They'll maybe fix nail pops. They'll, um, really walk through and do all the big stuff. And then hopefully they're they're done and out of your home and you may not hear from them much more after that 
Um, yeah, so that's it. Bringing us from sales to warranty on a production build. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions, please hit me up in the uh, comments. And also thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. 